0: Welcome to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and challenged today as you listen to a message from one of our speakers. Prepare your heart and get ready to receive a word from God today. So, Matthew 26. Did you know that Mother's Day weekend is a $28 billion weekend? That's what Americans spend on this whole so that's, a, that's more money than most of us make, isn't it? 28 billion, that's a lot of money. Uh, so I did a little math. It was real hard for me, but I did do it. I did some math, and if you just kind of estimate 300 million uh, Americans and then you split that 28 billion, basically the question was how much does that come down to each American spending on the Mother's Day weekend deal, and it came down to $90 a person is spent on the Mother's Day stuff. So two thoughts came to my mind pretty quickly. One is I probably should up my game (laughs) in the Mother's Day thing, Uh, and then the other one was I'm not sure that there's... Uh, a better way to spend the money because honoring mom is probably a great thing. I use that to introduce the question. It'll come up on the screen. Is there anyone more worthy of honor than mom? And I would say, oh, maybe not. Don't talk to me, I'm talking to a bunch of people right now. (laughs) Don't ask me hard questions when I'm trying to just focus. No, of course there are, of course the Lord is worth more honor. But in a a human sense, is there anybody more worthy? So I was thinking about that. I don't know, I think that for many of us, although there could be an exception, but for most of us we either had a mom or a mother figure, stepmom, grandmother. There was somebody in the midst of that that really deserves our uh, effort in honoring them, for most of us. I thought about my father, and I had a, a, a pretty good dad, and he did some things. But I, I was comparing my dad's probably energy and effort in what he offered or sacrificed for myself and my siblings. And if it came down to it, I think mom would men, win the prize, The who put the most energy Mom would probably win. I was talking to a friend of mine, his name's Byron, and uh, we were just having a casual conversation over coffee, and I don't remember what brought it up, but he said this, I believe women are the hardest working people on the planet. And yeah, you could probably make an argument for that. So again, where we're heading, and you probably get it, How can we honor the important women in our lives? How do we do that? By the way, I think God is into it. A couple verses. In Exodus chapter 20, one of the Ten Commandments, honor your father and your mother. Jesus upped, The challenge in the New Testament where after he quoted the commandment, honor your father and mother, he said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. That should get your attention. In John two, arguably, this, this is the first miracle recorded that Jesus ever did, and he says in the text, Woman, He's talking to his mom, who basically comes to him and says, here's a need, and we want you to use your Jesus power (laughs) to fix it. And he says, woman, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. So he has some tentative, like, I'm not really supposed to be doing the miracle thing yet. But guess what happens? Because mom asked, Jesus does it. Other places in the scripture... Women are honored. In Romans 16, the Apostle Paul, who wrote the book of Romans, he said, I commend to you our sister Phoebe. In Proverbs 31.30, it says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So today, this Mother's Day, We're going to explore, how do we do that well? And we're going to learn from a text where uh, Jesus, I think, decides he wants to honor the activity of a woman, and so we're going to learn from some things that Jesus did. So, uh, background, Jesus has been on the earth. He's now done his three years-ish of ministry. He's getting ready to die on the cross, and a woman... Her name is Mary, the text doesn't give us her name, but another text tells us who it is. Her name is Mary, and she does this great thing, and I think if we look at this, we can see how Jesus uh, uh, sees this great thing that she does, and then does some things to honor her. So anyway, here's the uh, story. Matthew 26, beginning in, in verse six. Again, Jesus is about ready to go to the cross. While Jesus was in Bethany, In the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. Other texts tell us that this perfume was worth about a year's salary. So, this is good stuff, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste? They asked, this perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial, Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in her memory. So, the title of the talk, Mother's Day 2021 Jesus Honors a Woman's Greatness. And I want to explore two things that, this is the good news, we can do to honor, we can do some things like Jesus did to honor the great women in our life. So, while I pray, I'd encourage you to think of, okay, who are some of the women in my life that I should honor? Of course, mom, if your mom's still around. Uh, I thought of my daughters. I want to honor my daughters. I thought of some of my uh, colleagues, Pastor Kathy, I thought. Like, who do you, how do you honor a woman well? And I think these are really practical things. So let's pray. Father. I pray that this, this kind of is a talk that leans into just really practical things that we can do today, tomorrow. And so will you make them stick with us? Because we would like to uh, honor, kind of in honor of you, Lord, we want to honor the women that you've put in our lives. To help us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Two things I see. Ready? In the presence of a great woman, Jesus took, first thing, protective measures protective measures. I see this from verse 8, where the disciples get indignant, and they're like, why this waste? And then the protective measure is in verse 10, where Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? And in my interpretation, he is intervening into their kind of aggressiveness and saying, wait, wait. I don't think he's just asking the question, hey guys, why are we bugging this lady? I don't, think he's, I don't think he's asking for information. I think he's interjecting with maybe even a finger pointed like, whoa, 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 hey, why are we doing this? In other words, implying we should stop doing this. It's, so, it's almost at least a little bit of, I don't know if it's aggressive, but it's leaning in to protect what is going on. I was thinking, what does this look like? Um, when I was in my 20s, I happened to be downtown in the city and was coming walking past like restaurant kind of a row. And uh, a man, a young man and his, I'm assuming, girlfriend, not wife, came out. Of a restaurant, and they were fighting. They were arguing, wah, 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 you know how that. Wah, wah, wah. So anyway, the timing was just right, so that as they were arguing, the guy grabbed the girl by the arm, came out around the edge of the building, and started to pull her back in the alley next to this building. And just so you know, I've had at least one courageous moment in my life. I, I you know, like wait, ho, oh, what's going on here? And so I said, this is the most courageous thing I've ever said in my whole life. You ready what it was? Hey! That was it. I just went, hey! And, of course, I was leaning in, and then he swung around pretty quickly. And so there we were together, you know, like, doing this, you know, hey! And he said, well, you know, getting in my business, and I didn't have anything else to say other than... <laughs> so was... So I just did that thing, and by the way, I was never so grateful that I was wearing cowboy boots with heels. So it made me taller than him. I still remember thinking, "Oh, this is good." And uh, so then, uh, he's lucky we didn't, you know, get into it because I'm sure I would have. Never mind. So that things de-escalated, but. It, but I, but I basically saw this situation where someone needed to interject some protection because this wasn't headed the right direction. And I think there's a, a thing going on here with Jesus. Whoa, 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 whoa. Lay off the woman <laughs> here in the text. By the way, Jesus fairly regularly intervened protectively on behalf of women in John 8. There is a place where a woman was caught in the act of adultery and a crowd of people, I'm assuming most of them were men, but a crowd of people uh, began to condemn the woman for committing the sin. And it's it's kind of famous where uh, Jesus ends up saying to the crowd, okay, so whoever of you is without sin, you're the first one to start the execution process. So he intervenes. He says something that's, that will protect her. In John 19, Jesus is on the cross. He's uh, dying, and he looks out, and we don't know exactly what was in his mind going on, but it would appear he looked out, and there he saw his mom, Mary. And by the way, if you don't know, by this time in Jesus' life and in Mary's life, Joseph Mary's husband is not on the scene anymore. We don't know what happened to him. He died or left, whatever, but he's not there. And so Jesus, from the cross, he's bleeding and dying and suffering, and he sees mom, and I think what he thought was, who's going to take care of mom? Because he's going to be dead. And so he has this dialogue with, another, with one of his disciples, and he says he saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby so I don't know if he was right next to his mom, but he goes, ah, this is just my interview. Mom, what's going to happen to mom? The disciple was John. John, and he says, woman, here's your son. And to the disciple, he says, here's your mother. And I think he's intervening on his mom's behalf, protecting, being protective The Bible teaches husbands to be protectors, I would say. One verse, 1 Peter 3 7. Husbands, be considerate as you live with your wives. Treat them with respect as the weaker partner. For me as a husband, it implies if my wife is in a weakened state or or weak or vulnerable, part of my responsibility is to add my protection to her vulnerability. practical question for us all as we think of the women in our life. It's also a fill in the blank. Am I guarding well the women in my life? Am I a protective influence to the environment that she lives in? By the way, A little side note, minimally, we ought not be a person that creates danger for them. Right, that would be bad. God forbid that other people would have to protect the women in our life from us. So there's a little bit of a challenge in there. If we're causing threat or pain or discomfort to the women in our life, if you want to honor them, stop it. Just stop it. Just don't, right? Don't be part of the pain in their life. I would, uh, like in children, young people here, don't be a booger to your mom. Not God's will. That's not. You don't want to have somebody have to say, oh gosh, oh, I need, somebody needs to protect that mom from that kid. And just to get kind of serious, that's really serious stuff in the sight of God. That's really serious stuff. Oh, mom wouldn't buy me my mocha chino, mama chino. Wanna wanna. Shut up. Suck it up. You're not getting your coffee thing today. Don't be railing on your mom. <laughs> Does that, that's a bad thing. I'm on a real tangent here. Messing up, messing with your mama is a bad idea before God. That's not what we're supposed to do. Can that be hard? Yes. That's not what we're supposed to do. Oh, I'm going to go longer on this. Parents, husbands, there we go. Yeah, we're just going there. You ought, ah, we ought to watch out. If we have children that begin to be disrespectful, to their mom, you ought to be on that. I mean, there are a lot of things that we ought to be on. But if they start crossing the line on disrespecting parents and mom, those things, you ought to get on that early. Not just for the sake of your wife, but that'll screw up their life. The Bible talks about if you honor your father and mother, then it is the first command with a promise that it will go well for them. If they can't figure out how to honor their parents, there's other stuff's not going to work. That was a mini sermon just right there. You know, we get all bent out of shape if they don't tie their shoes. Let that go. Work on the honor your parents thing. That's really, really important. I should get back to my notes now. By the way, this protective thing, how does this work in my life? So practically, how does that work? So uh, in the last 10 days or so, my wife and I had a a disagreement. We just disagreed on what, what decision we should be making. Most of those times, we come to the place where we go, oh, yeah, I hear what you're saying, you're right. Or she'll go, oh, yeah, and we end up agreeing. But I think at the end of the conversation, we both just still disagreed. So for me, as I'm there, and what I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me is, Mark, it's okay to disagree. Just don't get hurtful. By, pro- by being protective of her, it's okay to disagree. It's just not okay to be hurtful in the conversation. Don't let it digress to, oh yeah, well you're stupid. That's wrong. Not God's will. Right? Right? Oh, yeah, well, remember three years ago when you made those muffins and then they fell off? I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, whatever, if you want to stay in God's will, never do this. That's wrong. When you get that into the relationship, that's where you, the Holy Spirit or God, if you're a Christian you, and we're exploring God, God will do this. You'll go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Have you ever heard God say, whoa? What are you doing? And I think there are times... Because of protection and honor of other people, we think, well, I want to go there. And you just say, no, I'm not going to because I want to honor this person. Galatians 5.22 says this, the fruit, talks about the fruit of the Spirit. If we just do these things, we'll honor not just the ladies in our life, but lots of people. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, or forbearance kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, do that. And we'll be a protective force and an honoring force. So the first idea was Jesus took protective measures. Second idea, he was extra affirming. Before we get back to the text, I'll plant this idea. If you want to affirm someone, uh, in a powerful way, repeat your affirmation. Be willing to repeat it or say it, communicate it again and again. Uh, easy, uh, quick illustration. Uh, Darren, this is Darren Stout. Would you stand for a second i 'm not going to do anything bad. This is just Darren. This is real. Darren. By the way, Darren, I like your shirt. Every once in a while, I'll say, Darren, I like your shirt. But if I really want to communicate my affirmation, you really want to let him, I'll say, I really like your shirt. And then after the service, I'll catch him, because he'll be going out to his car, and I'll run out there, and I'll go, hey, Darren, I love that shirt, man. That is a good shirt. And then I'll text him later, and I'll say, I took this picture of you in that shirt, because it's crazy. And then I'll post, hey, I got this friend. Dude, he's got the best shirt ever, right? Okay, thanks, Darren, for wearing a great shirt. So, (laughs) you did great. Does that make sense, though? If we repeat it enough, it will actually end up sticking, and people will actually think, I think he likes the shirt. So, think of the women in your life. If you want to affirm, right, repetition is a great way to honor and affirm. Now, you go back to the text Jesus set the stage for this woman's great moment, this great story. He set the stage for this story to be repeated again and again and again and again. You talk about affirmation. In verse 13, Jesus said, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told In memory of her, how many times did this great moment that this woman had get repeated into the world? How many times over the last 2,000 years? Millions and millions of times. Her, Her good moment was repeated. There are 100 million Bibles sold every year in the world. All of them have this woman's story in it. There are 37 million Christians in the world. Most of them meet weekly. And, you know, they hear sermons. And throughout the year, you know, every so often there is a teacher or a Bible study leader or a pastor who says, let's look at this. And it's, again, the story of this woman's great moment. You can write this in. Jesus honored her with an extreme abundance of a positive story. He just set the stage to repeat this great thing that she had done. And uh, I, for me there was a, a side note in here. If you dig into this story and do background, background on who Mary was. Mary was likely a prostitute. But what I notice is, isn't it cool that Jesus doesn't make as clear the bad stuff in Mary's life, but focuses on this great moment and says, this part of who you are is the one, that's what's gonna be repeated for the next 2,000 years. Every one of the women in our life have stuff that's not so great. You wanna honor them? You'll repeat the great stuff. That's also kind of a protective measure too. Last fill in the blank. When it comes to affirming our women Pour it on. That sounds kind of funny when I say affirming our women. That just feels weird to me. Uh, Here's how I affirm my woman. Sorry, I didn't really think through that fill in the blank. (laughs) When it comes to affirming the amazing ladies in our life, (laughs) pour it on. Be generous. Repeat it. So we're going to finish our time by praying a blessing on all the ladies in the room We'll try to include those that are online. We're just going to be praying a blessing. So if you're a woman, you don't have to be a mom. You just have to be a woman. Would you stand where you are? And we as a church are going to pray a blessing on you. If you're, uh, you know, connected to one of these ladies and you'd like to lay your hand on their shoulder to pray, that would be awesome. If you do not know them, hands off. <laughs> See, I'm protecting, protective measures. Like, nah, nah, uh-uh. All right, so let's pray. God, we pray a blessing on all the ladies. We can get those at home as well, but all the ladies, part of the Vineyard Church, maybe they're just visiting today, but we just extend our appreciation for them. I thank you, Lord, that you see them and desire to see them as one of your daughters you desire to protect them to be with them you see the best moments of their life and you sent jesus christ to diminish the effect of the worst moments of their life so we as a church just pray blessing on them physically spiritually emotionally, relationally. I also pray for those that Mother's Day weekend might not be a great weekend. It may be a hard weekend for whatever reason. We ask that you bring them extra peace, extra comfort, and even though it may normally be a difficult weekend, maybe you could just make it a good weekend, Father. So with everything we have, any authority we have, we just pray blessing on you ladies. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We pray you were impacted by this message. God bless and see you next time.